0: episode 186 of the Sources Say Podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the growing KSR Podcast Network. The Sources Say Podcast is, as always, presented by our good friends at Justice Dental. You can make an appointment at one of two Lexington locations. That's on Wellington Way and Blazer Parkway. Now is a great time to schedule your dental cleaning. Remember that regular dental appointments are important for your overall health. You can learn more and make an appointment at at justicedental.com. Dr. Justice and Dr. Thompson look forward to seeing you soon. I am your host Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio. It is me and me only today. Uh, it is a breaking news edition of the show. I am uh, actually driving back from the uh, sunny morning radio show that I do 9am to noon uh, uh, in Lexington. So I'm driving back home from that uh, and Wanted to make sure, as always, with the Source of State podcast, we get news up as fast as possible as it's happening uh, in terms of, you know, commitments and transfers and all that good stuff. So Kentucky receives a commitment that we all kind of been expecting for a while now. Uh, We talked about on the last episode a couple days back, Uh, really ever since he took his official visit to Lexington, uh, Tiro. A three-star guard out of Pennsylvania is a Kentucky Wildcat. Announces his commitment on Mother's Day. It is also his birthday, May 8th. So, uh, congrats to him. You know, shout out to him on his birthday. And obviously, I uh, wanted to uh, give a special shout out to all of the mothers here on Mother's Day listening to this show. Uh, listeners of the show, your mothers, uh, congratulations. You know, so, uh, Nothing but uh, support for your beautiful mothers on this Mother's Day, especially my mom. She is the absolute best. Nothing but uh, you know grateful for everything that she's done over the years and all the support and, and, and love that she's given me. Uh, can't go a, another step further without giving a shout out to all of the uh, BBN moms today on this beautiful Mother's Day, especially mine. Thank you, Mom. Love you, Mom. Uh, but I wanted to make sure that we got this show recorded today as fast as possible, immediately following the news dropping that Adutero is a Kentucky Wildcat. It's news that we've been anticipating uh, for the last, I mean, shoot, ever since his official visit to Kentucky, I, I interviewed him shortly afterward. It was nothing but praise. Everything went well. They checked off all the boxes that we were looking for, uh, and, and he decided to make it official. He wanted to announce on his on Mother's Day, wanted to announce on his birthday, it is now official. Adutero is a Kentucky Wildcat. What does that mean? And as uh, That's something that I I think Kentucky fans have kind of been going back and forth about it because, again, he is a three-star, just got moved up to three-star status uh, in the last couple of weeks, really since, I guess it's fair to say, as soon as it became clear that he was going to commit to Kentucky, he got bumped up uh, to three-star status by a couple of the ranking systems, uh, unranked still by some others. But look, this is a high-quality role-player bench addition uh, to a team, a long-term developmental piece that Kentucky fans have been kind of begging for for a very long time, uh, guys that you know will come in and kind of earn their keep and, and really try to you know work their way into the rotation however they can, kind of a grind-it-out type guy. That's who Adutero is, and that's what Kentucky fans have been wanting for a long time, and uh, that's exactly what they're getting. He's, a, a, again, a three-star kid very very productive player out of quaker valley in pennsylvania led his team clearly the best player on that team led him to the 4a state championship game where john calipari went to go see him in person uh, scored 18 points of that game very impressive performance in front of coach cal he followed, you know they they set up an in-home visit there that same weekend cal offers a scholarship uh in person with uh Almami Tiro who used to play for Cal at Memphis uh it was a you know a, a legacy recruit for coach Cal Adu's mother also was a 2006 draftee, uh for the WNBA draft so uh basketball bloodline His his father was a you know six seven seven foot big man played for Cal in the early two thousands so a legacy recruit for him Uh, really uh, like that addition from that standpoint just somebody that that Cal wanted to kind of bring in and and kind of groom him a little bit as a long term rotational piece a guy that could kind of work his way in. Talking to people that have been following his game Know his game very very well uh, Adu is kind of a, a Defensive minded grinded out Type guy long grew from 5 foot 7 to 6 foot 5 over The course of his high school career uh, I think 6 inches alone In the last year uh, a, alone I think he's now up to 6'5 Pushing 6'6 six, six from the people I talked to Say that he could even grow More like I said his, his dad was you know 6 foot 11 7 foot center For uh, Memphis so clearly the the you know dna is there for uh, for you know so, some further growth from there could be a 666768 even guard you know big bigger taller guard that cal likes so much i think that's who he's going to be talking to him this past week uh, i said you know what's that role that cal Uh, is kind of penciling you in what what does he see you as right now what would you like to be at Kentucky and he said you know to be totally honest I don't know I don't really have a role right now uh Cal kind of said he just wants to get me in see what I can be let's grow together let's see how much you can develop and and uh, you know really see what your body does see how much you grow see what you you know what you like to be definitely a long-term kind of project developmental piece for uh, Kentucky fans. You know, there's a lot of talk, you know, how Cal uses his scholarships, the fact that he doesn't use enough of them, you know, his rotation is six, seven, eight players, uh, especially toward the end of the year. Why bring in a guy that he really has no... Plan of playing early? Does this mean he's going to change his philosophy on how many players he's going to play? You know, all those questions are kind of apparent right now. And I I don't know if. Those answers are clear quite yet about how he's going to be used and, and how you know early he's going to be used. I, I think that's still very much up in the air. But I do think it's very interesting that Cal, uh, you know, went out of his, out, went out of his way to take a chance on this kid. There was a lot of talk when that visit happened, uh, when the offer was publicized. He put that out there. A couple of people that I talked to in the Northeast kind of thought. I don't think that this is a real offer. I think it's kind of a, a you know publicity thing. You know, a, a good PR move, a favor to uh, you, you know their camp just you, just because uh, you know the, his kind of a late blooming type player. Uh, Cal wanting to do uh, his you know former player a service and, you know, get kind of get some late interest, late spark, uh, you know, high majors for this kid. And, and and as predicted, Pitt comes in offers, Cincinnati comes in and offers uh, a lot of schools like that. Xavier, they come in and go, well, if, you know, Cal wants this kid, then clearly I need to be liking this kid, too. So that was kind of my initial thought when it happened was, you know, Maybe something happens here. We got to see if a visit actually happens to see what the level of interest really is. But look, it happened. The visit happened. There's clearly something that Cal likes about this kid, and I sh- I certainly like him a lot. Uh, you know, he averaged 20 plus points per game as a senior at at Quaker Valley. Uh, you know, very very well rounded player. 23 points per game. rebounds, 5.9 assists, 3.9 steals, and 2.3 blocks per game as a senior Uh, shot. 52% from the field, 29% from three, and 77% uh, from the line. I love his defense. I love how active and engaged he is on that end of the floor. I definitely think he can be a high-level impact guy early from that uh, from that level uh, in particular, kind of reminds me of Dominique Hawkins, a player that came in very similar situation. Actually, a three-star prospect, not a whole lot of buzz about you know being an early impact guy, but he kind of comes in, creates a, a, you know a name for himself, wants to make an early mark. Uh, and you know, how does he uh, come in early? He goes in and, and he says, "I'm going to be a do-it-all defender. I'm going to come in and, and you know the NCAA tournament. Cal's going to take a chance on me in the NCAA tournament. I'm going to come in." and lock down Nick Stauskas and help Kentucky win uh, in the Elite Eight, go to the Final Four. I mean, like that type of stuff. I'm not saying that a do is going to be a you 5-10 know, minute per game, 10-15 minute per game type player from day one, but I do think that there's a chance that he could come in and make an impact just kind of in a situational perspective, uh, you know, kind of uh, make an impact however he can in short order. Uh, if Kentucky needs a defensive spark, needs somebody to come in and, and kind of hold the line just a little bit, if foul trouble happens, think about what happened this past year. Uh, you have... You know, uh, Kellen Grady comes in, has the health issues, you know, plantar fasciitis. uh, Ty Ty Washington rolls his ankle. Xavier Wheeler deals with the injuries that he goes through. Uh, Because of that, Kellen Grady on two kind of bum ankles bum feet has to come and play 40 minutes a game and it just wasn't what you want from uh from just a, a depth perspective uh, that's kind of what this move feels like it, it feels like just a, a depth move on cal's end where you go okay what can you provide us from day one? What can you kind of, can you just be that high floor guy that, you know, you're going to come in and you're going to give us something, just figure out a way to give us something early. Uh, and, and however often it needs to be, I think that's definitely going to be the role that a do has, uh, early. I like that, that, you know, talking to him that he said, you know, I just want to go somewhere where I can develop. I want to go to the pros. I want to be, you know, kind of a long term development piece. And that's you know, exactly what Kentucky fans want. Uh, a guy that's going to come in, knows exactly who he is as a player. Maybe he comes in and proves everybody wrong. Maybe he's able to do that earlier than expected, but uh, at least he knows who he is early. He knows, look, I'm an unranked player. I just got my three-star ranking because I, I committed to the university of Kentucky. Like he understands who he is, but he's also a very confident kid um, knows, you know, that he can be a high level impact guy uh, down the road. And I think that's definitely something to keep uh, an eye on and something to be excited about if you are a Kentucky fan. So uh, I, I like the addition. It makes you curious. You know, what does this mean moving forward for the rest of, uh, of, the, uh, of the class? Is Kentucky done adding pieces? I don't think they are. I think that Kentucky still wants to add one more piece. I think they need to add one more piece. Uh, you know, there were some people saying that, uh, you know, the guard rotation is getting kind of full right now. I don't think that's the case at all. I, I think when you understand who Adu Tiro is and, and what his role is going to be. I definitely think that uh, just from that perspective alone, I, I think that he's he is definitely seen as an end of bench, kind of let's see – Let's see when you get here. Let's see how much you grow. Let's see what else you can provide before you know really putting a lot of expectation on him early. I still think you know is this going? You know what else do they add from that wing perspective? From that wing position, you already add Antonio Reeves. You're still waiting on Shaden Sharp. Uh, what, nothing new on Shaden Sharp. We're still waiting on a final decision from from there. I'm still not super optimistic that he's coming back, but you know bigger surprises have happened we'll see that his draft range is still all all over the place depending on who you talk to you know some people think that he's in the 12 to 14 range but if that's the case I definitely think that there's a a bigger chance that he comes back other people uh, NBA people that I've talked to said look I don't see how a team is able to pass uh, on a, a you know three-level score like that, a six-foot-five uh, player with a seven-foot wingspan who can score the way he can at all three levels, who can go dunk on somebody's head, uh, pure athlete. You know, I, I don't know how, uh, you know, people I've talked to said I don't know how Cal would, be, or uh, an NBA team would be able to pass on that in the first several picks, you know, top five, top six, top seven range. So uh, that's definitely something to keep in mind. We have until June 1st for that final decision. So uh, definitely something to keep an eye on there, but uh, I think Cal, if you're if you're in John Calipari's shoes, you got to continue to find contingency plans. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what guys that have those fringe first round grades uh, that you know are are. Wanting to go pro, but maybe right on the cusp of that, not ready to, uh, you know, the draft grade that they're receiving isn't the best. Look, uh, there's a lot of players that want to be first round picks, but there's only 30 first round picks. So if you're not in that range, you look at a guy like Patrick Baldwin, who is, you know, exploring his options he wants to stay in the draft but if you know that's not what his draft grade is right now i don't know how he can look at uh, this the situation and not think you know he he's he already put his name in the transfer portal so he's already thinking about his other options in case that doesn't work out but if you know the nba gives him a draft grade of you know early second round he could go to a kentucky and fill in that shaden sharp role you need a guy he you know didn't have his gr- a great first year it was a poor fit he dealt with some injury issues uh, in year 1 at at uh, you know Milwaukee but that could be a dude that he came in as a as a clear lottery pick out of high school. He was a top five recruit. Kentucky wanted him bad. Uh, He ends up staying home, wants to play for his dad. His dad is no longer the head coach there. That's why he puts his name in the portal. Uh, And it's not even necessarily him in particular, but guys like that who are trying to decide what what they want. They still have a couple more weeks until that June 1st deadline to pull their name out of the draft. Again, there's only 30 first round picks, and there are a whole lot more players that think that their first round draft picks that are are you know have their name in the testing the draft waters, who are also uh, exploring the transfer portal. So, uh, I still think that there are still some intriguing options out there for Kentucky. Uh, assuming Shaden Sharp does leave. Uh, so, yeah, I, I love the addition of a do, a, a do, Tiro. I think that he can be, uh, you know, kind of a, a plug and play, spark plug off the bench type guy, but only for five, maybe 10 minutes a game. Not a guy that's going to come in and be a, uh, you know, kind of big time contributor from day one. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he comes in and he's a, an instant impact guy for, you know, longer than short spurts, but I definitely think he's more of a role player, uh, kind of plug and play situational type player, but Again, we most national championship teams in in recent years they had rotations of you know seven, eight, nine man rotations, sometimes even ten man rotations. That's kind of how you you know you need depth in that time. That's when people are banged up. That's when people are tired and exhausted and fatigued. That is when you need uh, you know rotational depth, and that's exactly who Tiro is. So uh, let's you know just kind of understand who he is and and uh, and the importance that he could. Bring to this team while also kind of managing expectations. I definitely think that's uh, probably the best way to look uh, look for it. So. Uh that wraps up this show again. I just wanted to make sure that we got something up as soon as possible uh you know on this beautiful Mother's Day. I know everybody's going to be you know celebrating with your parent, you know your mother. Hopefully uh you don't even have to listen to this show cuz you're spending so much time with your mom, but I just you know I know Kentucky fans are are uh, you know crazy for content at at times and I and you know I wanted to make sure we could get this up uh in a timely manner so the fans that wanted to hear about this commitment would be able to uh doesn't replace you know our normal shows we're still going to have our longer more in-depth shows uh talking about this commitment what it means moving forward uh things like that throughout the week but uh just wanted to make sure that we had uh you know had had some some news to break so uh, that with that a uh, special shout-out to my mom on this Mother's Day. Grateful for everything, all the continued blessings over the years. Couldn't do any of this without you. Shout-out to other all the other moms that are listening to this show, uh, listeners that uh, have special mothers in their life. Shout-out to each and every one of you guys. That wraps up this edition of the Sources Say podcast. We'll be back next time for the Jam Pack Edition. We will see you then.